going on welcome back to another wolves den we're back in here with my brother thanos off the back of a gp the dutch gp to be exact where shit was in disarray it was very interesting probably one of the most interesting races this season because up until now qualifying has been more interesting than the gps what's going on my brother what's happening man we just came from a dutch gp that was won by a belgian not a dutchman <laughs> God damn, he coming in hot. He's a fit Dutch man. He's, he ain't he's Dutch, he's Belgian. <laughs> damn, Thanos coming in hot off the rip. Man, we already got people with their hands up, man. So we're going to hit on a couple of topics. We're going to let the fam get in here, bro. So tell me what you think about this. Danny Rick, I thought returned prematurely. If he should have returned at all, he does come back. Don't even make it three GPs. He's literally broken now. You know, mm -hmm. before it was mentally and emotionally broke, he had to fix himself. I wasn't even sure he fixed himself then. Now he's physically broken. Liam gets in the seat. Do you think Red Bull, depending on Liam's performance, one, allowed Danny Rick to return? And do you think with this situation, the way it unfold, made sense for them to even can Nick DeVries? All right. Well, Dick. Um, Liam Lawson will have to go back because he's competing in the super, super formula, super formula, which I think starts back in October. So they, so in Red Bull's eyes, I don't know if what I was saying Red Bull because it's Alpha Tour who, who yeah, should so be making these should be making these decisions. But right. then again, France starts <laughs> is just a face. He's just a man with a title, and that's about as far as it goes. He holds no power, right? But, so there's no really no rush to get Ricciardo back into the car, you know what I mean? They can give him time to heal himself properly <clears throat> and then come back in October and then pro progress from there because, I mean, the two races he's done so far, he hasn't really done that bad. He hasn't done that bad and he hasn't really done that great. But what we've seen, though, he's right. pretty much kind of like someone showing up Yuki. is like, yeah, you know, but Yuki isn't really that much of a benchmark for anyone to go off. Go off. So in that regards, I think that he should just take his time and come back rather than just rush it because he's, it's not like he, he's going to lose the seat anyway. I think, think pretty much he's going to be in that seat next year. That's okay. if Red Bull don't <clears throat> decide they want to pull a, a Max, um, was it Kvyat? 2.0 switch and swap <clears throat> Perez, swap him and Perez around. But, right. you know, just take his time and come back. Take his time, heal himself, make sure he's in the best possible shape um, possible and then come back in when he's ready. No need to rush. Nothing to, lo nothing to lose and nothing to gain. Um, okay. What was the second part of your question, Liam, um, about uh, the freeze? Yeah. Um, I mean... Do you think right now the way things are, you think it was really worth it to can Nick DeVries or do you do? I mean, because nobody's collected points. Danny Rick hasn't got any points. Yuki's the only driver to get points. And like mm -hmm. you said, it's not like Danny Rick came in. It was like, oh, shit, that's the Danny we've been missing. He hasn't been that. Uh, I kind of don't give him that same intro race back. Like, like, bro, wasn't even going a full season. He didn't even miss a full season. He I mean, just he's only missed, what, 12? Uh, was it 10 races he missed? Bro, that's, that's pretty much. I mean, I mean, it's something, but. In comparison yeah. for how long he's been in and he's back with a familiar team, I just can't give him the same, mm -hmm. you know, situation I would give somebody like Liam. I can't give him that same card. You feel me? Yeah. I I didn't agree with the um the canning of the freeze in the first okay. place. I thought it was a bit it was a bit harsh. You know, it's not like 
rookies nowadays they don't have that much time to prepare and get used to the whole thing and so on so even though he, and i mean during this testing i think he had what like a day and a half because it testing was right. what three days so they got a day and a half each that's pretty much what he had anyway into the season but so to can him after 10 races is somewhat unfair and then when you consider the alpha tour is the worst car on the grid it's now replaced um Williams as being the worst car on the grid. And that tells you how far they've fallen off because you're talking about a team that won a race only two years ago. No. Uh, Was it? Which which race did they win? Who won? Gasly won. um, uh, Gasly won um, Monza 2020. Ricciardo won Monza 20. Yeah. So it's only a team that three... Two and a half seasons ago, won a race, and now they're pretty much at the back again. You know, so you can't somewhat always blame the drivers. You also have to blame okay. the team because the product, the package they gave him, wasn't good enough. And I don't think Nick Nick DeFries is that bad of a driver that you can him after ten races. It's a learning curve for him, and you know, Red Bull would have known that. They would have known that's the situation. He's, you know. That's the situation because some of the statements they've made about his age and all of these things, and I'm right. like, well, you knew all of that before you you signed him up, so why not? Right. That's being used as an excuse. I and I think it's it was more of a political thing in that regard. I don't, you know, because you were you heard rumors that he was more so Christian didn't want him in the team, but Helmut mm, wanted with. him. Yeah, so it's it seems it was like somewhat of an infighting. So once he didn't, you know, light up the place like they expected him to, I think that's when it came into play and they're like, yeah, we're just going to get rid of him. He's not what we we thought he would have been. And, right. it, you know, and that that was, I felt that was a bit fair, unfair with him. At I least give him the season. Give him until the end of the season. And then, because, I mean, what exactly are they gaining by canning him? Nothing, because it's not like they had a car that was competitive that could consistently score points. Right. And he was, you know, what I mean, it's not like it's a it's it's an Aston Martin where you know you have a car that you can consistently score points, but you've got Lance Stroll in it, making it look like Oof, you know it's ahead. absolute garbage. You know what I mean? So so the Alpha right. Tour is a is a piece of junk. Let's be honest, it's rubbish. It's not a good car, and to can him after ten races, yeah, I. I don't agree. I didn't agree with that. So even and even if they didn't can him, I don't think we can tie the Ricciardo thing into it because then Ricciardo wouldn't have been in the car anyway, so he wouldn't have broken his hand. He would have probably still been busy mm. making TikTok videos for Red Bull <laughs> and all of that. So yeah, right. You know? <laughs> so, but you know, it's Red Bull. That's how they run the ship. They, True. you know, they are very they're ruthless in that and and they can afford to be ruthless because they own two teams. You know what I mean? T- people who own single single team car afford to do that sort of be mm. that ruthless with drivers. They have yeah, to they can't take precise. that shot. Yeah, they can't. You know what I mean? They, they only got be... two seats. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Red Bull has four. And you have to remember, that's how they lured Max Verstappen into the Red Bull camp. Giving him that Toro Rosso seat. Yeah, because, you know, it was it was a tall... If he had gone with Mercedes, Mercedes. he'd probably still be sitting on the sideline. Well, 
Probably not. He'd probably be in the car now, but he would have sat a couple of years waiting and he probably would have yeah, had to gone into a lower category or gone into F2, GP2, F2 categories first before progressing up to Formula 1. So, you know, when you have that sort of leverage, it gives you some, it gives you power, it gives you freedom to do whatever it is you want, you want to do. And that's true. You know, people will be looking at that now and thinking, is that a situation I want to go in? Because if I don't get, if it doesn't work out, if I don't live up to the expectations straight away, they're going to get rid of me, you know, because mm-hmm. Red Bull has broken more careers than they've made. Because if, the, if you look at the drivers who've been successful, I, I mean, okay, let, somewhat be fair because some of the guys who went through the GP, the driver program might, have, might not have made it to F1, but they've been able to race in other categories. But even so, they probably would have still made it to other categories, even if they hadn't gone through the Red Bull driver program. So when you look at it, the drivers who've actually come through the program that have actually been successful in Formula One is Vettel, mm-hmm. not Max. Because Max never went through the Red Bull driver program. I, I hope people realize that he wasn't part of the driver program. It's only been Vettel, the Algus Suarez, the Jean-Eric Verne, the, um, oh, the, the Kvyats, the Albans, and Ricciardo. They've not, you know, yes, Ricciardo has won a couple of races, but until you win them a championship, you haven't really accomplished. You weren't, you weren't successful. What happened? If they've just right. chipped in. So who so who you think? I mean, you got what you got. You got Liam, you got Verstappen, you got Weber. Paul no, Paul, Weber right. didn't go through the Red Bull program. No, Weber I'm just can... talking about Red Bull drivers in period. Which yeah. one of these drivers do you would you consider at least something within the Red Bull count other than Max? Well, I mean, besides in terms Vettel, of... Vettel's already off. Well, the board. obviously it'd be Ricciardo because he's the only okay. one. Uh, Gasly, Gasly was part of the yeah. yeah Gasly was part of it yeah. as well because he did. He also to to did the super that that series in that um Lawson is in. in so Japan. even outside the the program, you don't think Red Bull have really done a good job of of drivers being successful within their program within the form the Formula One team period. Besides with Vettel and Max, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then, like I said, I wouldn't call Max part of the the program because he right, never he didn't go he didn't go through through it. He basically raced for a team in is it what's it GP three? I can't remember the URF three. I think I don't even remember the category he was racing in. That Ocon beat him in, so he wasn't really a Red Bull Red Bull driver per se. Like you know, people like the Vettels and these guys that they're back from a young age coming up, but. You know, like, but like I say, it's a ruthless, they're a ruthless bunch, you know, and you can afford to be that sort of ruthless when you've got, you know, an additional team that you can play, you can play with you because, you know, okay, that additional team is, it's not really, it's not really going to win you a championship, is it? So it's just there to be like, to throw people in, to Bar test team. them. Yeah, to test them and see how they, they're fair in that team. And if they're fair well enough, then you move them up, you stand a chance of going up to the the bigger, the sister team. But when you look at the Red Bull driver program right now, if Max leaves, get decides to leave tomorrow, they can't promote anyone from that category through that program that will come into Formula One and be a star right away and deliver no. like Max is delivering because they have nobody, and that's they the reason no why. Depth. Yeah, that's the reason why they went and got Perez. 
because they needed somebody because they tried Gasly, they tried Kvyat, they tried um, Albon, mm-hmm. and they didn't really live up to stand to the standards. And even then, I thought these guys didn't really get a fair shot because you know the team weren't gonna you know prioritize their needs over Max. You know what I mean? So right. the car will be more centered around Max's sort of driving style and so forth. So that's why they went and got Perez. And it's <laughs> the same situation they, they know. I don't see Hajar in, I think Hajar is in F3. And you've got Iwasa, you've got Lawson, yep. and you've got some other, I can't remember the other guys, the others in in F2. I, no, I don't, I don't see them guys racing for Red Bull. I don't mm. see any of them period making it for up into the sister team. So damn. So yeah. let me ask you something because you hit on a point, bro. This Lance Stroll shit, man. <laughs> God damn, bro. <laughs> uh, look, look, you see the Lance Stroll thing is this. It's his name's on the ownership paper. Let's oh, yeah. let's let's be let's be real because. It's part. It's part of his inheritance package. So we're not even gonna. So it's it's kind of it's it's it's. We all know he's there now because of Daddy, because right. he's not with the car that Alonso has. What seven podiums? Seven podiums, bro. You know what I mean? Alonso is P three in the championship. Stroll should a better driver would have done a better had a better showing in that Aston Martin. I guarantee. If you put Max in that, I'm sorry. If you put like. George in that Aston Martin, he'd be up there in oh. the points because it's a much so so the prob so the problem Aston Martin have is this. How serious are they about wanting to win? Thank you. Because if you are if they're absolutely dead set serious, and which you can't deny that they're not, because they put they've pumped a lot of money within money into team. this shit. They've gone out and they've gotten a factory um engine partner for 2026 so they're now a factory team come 2026 if you're serious about winning you, you, you're you not going to win with, with Lance so, you, so it's going to come to a point where his dad is going to have to come to him and say son it's not working I need to look elsewhere because my, I want to win I don't want to you know have and you know you see we've built a car and this is what we did and you've not live up. You've not. I don't think he has how many points. I can't remember how many points. I don't think he has fifty points yet, bro. He got. He, has, he got forty seven points, bro. He's so ninth I mean, in the tra- standings. And Alonso has one hundred and sixty eight. Yep, he's got one hundred and sixty eight third in the standings, bro. That's a damn shame. You know what I mean, that, that, <laughs> when you look at the margin, that's a, that's similar. That's a similar margin between Max and Perez. Perez. Perez is one hundred and thirty eight points behind Max. Yeah, he's only twenty points. You'd say twenty points worse off than Paris. You know yeah. what I mean? So he's not living up <clears throat> to the standard. He's not living not up to all. it, and they're going to have to decide once and for all what's the plan, what we're going to do. Because Alonso is not going to be there in twenty twenty six. Let's get let's be real. I Anybody think so. who thinks Alonso is going to be in Formula One in twenty twenty six is not thinking properly. And even if you and any team who signs Alonso up until twenty twenty six, they're not that serious a team. Sorry. Alonso is going to be what in twenty he's what forty two now. So you're talking about he's going to be almost forty six. Come on. Yeah, bro he's four years outside of fifty. I mean yeah. hey 
If he can yeah. do it, more power to him. But I don't, I don't see. Yeah, it. I know. Nah, by that time, nah, that's not gonna happen. And even then, they're good because they're gonna have to start think beyond Alonso. He's forty-two years old. You can't. Sorry, you can't be thinking long term with a forty-two year old man as oh, the yeah, focal no. point of that of that long term goal. You're gonna <clears> need to start thinking. Okay. These are our long-term goals. What, how are we going to get there? We we have the factory. We have the resources. We have the power unit. Now all we need, we're, we, they're building the technical department because they're bringing right. in people. They're bringing in people. Yeah. So what we need now, we just need the drivers. Sorry, we can't keep going with Alonso. He's he's 40, he's 42. He's gonna. We're gonna have to cut him at some point. So what? What are we gonna do? We're gonna have to find someone. And I think this is where um, I had a conversation. You know, I host my spaces uh, every race weekend, and right. one of the talk we talked about this, and that if Aston are dead set serious about wanting to win, they're gonna need a need a big name driver, and and the name that we threw out there is actually Charles Leclerc. Mm. He could be an option going into 2026 because if we don't expect the, let's be honest, we don't expect the Ferrari situation to get any better. Sorry, <laughs> I don't care what nobody <laughs> says. I don't expect Ferrari to give Charles a car that can challenge for a championship. And even if they so happens to build him anything that's somewhat of a car that can somewhat challenge the team right. itself is not ready for ready to be a, a team that can challenge for a championship because it Damn. has no it hasn't it doesn't have that core leadership that you can say yeah right. these guys you know they've got that experience already they they know how to go ahead and win and all no they don't have that so if charles decides look i'm not going to sign renew my contract because i think his contract ends in 2025 he can hold off he has two years. He can hold off, and if and he, you know, as we said, if predicted, he doesn't get a good car in twenty four and twenty five. Going into a new set of regulations for twenty twenty six, he can go. Oh, you know what? I'm looking elsewhere. Aston, what's up? What's good? What's up? You know what I mean? You see Lance Stroll senior every day. You just walk up to him and like, yo, what's good? I'm out of contract at the end of this year. You know, I want a seat. Right. Charles Leclerc. They're not gonna. They're not gonna look at him and like. You crazy. <laughs> You're Charles Leclerc. You know what I mean? You're one of the best thing on best drivers on the grid. So that's that's you know, that's an avenue that they're gonna have to start looking because you're not they've seen it. They're not gonna win with Lance. Lonzo is 40 odd years old. You know, all the guys that are coming up are younger and fresher, you know I me, mean? because Max is what 25, it's gonna be what 28 around that time. Charles Kirk, I think Charles is the same. 25, I think Charles is. Charles, um, Lando, George, they're all within the same age bracket. And you're not going to win a championship with a with an near 50-year-old Alonso. So you're going to need someone new, younger, who you can build for look build long-term goals with, who you can then come say, look, this is our okay, 2026. This is our five-year plan. We're gonna, this is our driver for that period of time similar to what um i mean it's similar to what red bull did when they brought max in similar to what mercedes did when they brought lois in they brought someone in who said yep this is our this is the guy who's going to lead us this is mm -hmm. you know lead us to where we want to get to and aston's gonna have to do that because lance Stroll, right now, i like the kid i like him as a person i think he's yeah, a, as he's, a person he's, he's, he's a decent. nice he's saying cool you know, in, in a mean decent person but 
I, I don't think he's that bad of a driver, but I just don't think he's good enough. He's of the caliber where he's going to win, lead a team to winning anything. And his dad, I agree. And his dad, people, and his dad consortium is going to have to make a tough decision and, like, son, go and practice tennis. Right. I completely <laughs> agree, bro. <laughs> I'll, get you, I'll go improve your ski. I'll go improve your skiing skills or something like right, that. Try right. Try for the, the Winter Olympics or something like that. But right. we, we I just tap him on his shoulder and give him a hug and say, son, we tried. We, we gave did. it a shot, but it just it's just it not ain't working. working. Right. Just That's what it. I say, bro. Yep. I tell you what, we got we got somebody already got a question. Uh it's probably Musa with the Zoom user. Musa, uh, I'm gonna lower your hand. Go ahead and unmute yourself, bro. Go for it. Thank you so much, bro. Yeah, um what's up, what's up, Tom? You good, what's man? Up, yeah, I'm good, man. Yourself? I'm well. I'm well. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to start with a lightweight question today. Um I think for the majority of this the season, I think Alex Alondra Alban has just shown such great consistency. You know, he's been in top ten a lot more than uh, I mean, a lot more than a, a lot of the the mid the mid uh, field runners. And um, I was just thinking about different scenarios that maybe I wanted to just bring up one one case to to think about. Um, Let's just say in a Ferrari, maybe one of the guys don't make it at the end of this year and they decide to drop them and they maybe slide someone like Alex who could maybe use a car like the Ferrari. Do you think that if he has wheels like that or a platform like that, that doesn't obviously explode or has any like weird um, um, deaverish uh, agendas to it, do you think he would be able to be successful in a in a platform like that or in a Ferrari. Let me just say in a Ferrari. All right. Look, we have to be careful when it comes to drivers, especially when you see them perform well in the midfield. It's one thing to perform well when the light's not shining on you. The problem becomes when the light starts shining on you, it's at its brightest. Then, you know, you the question you start asking the question, can this person deal with this pressure? Alex Albon in a Ferrari? Mm, I don't know. He, he Right now, he's having a good season. He's having a good season. And if the opportunity comes up and no one else is out there, I don't see why Ferrari wouldn't take a, punt, uh, a shot at him. Because, it, I mean, it's not he's not the worst on the grid. And they'll sit the whole situation with Red Bull you know, I think they just, the car was just not to his liking. It was just more geared towards Max, how Max's traits. And I don't think he really got that fair, um, again, a fair chance. And again, as I said, Red Bull are a ruthless team. You take you take too long to, to get up to the standards they want you to, and they're going to just move on with you because they have people readily waiting. But Alex... Um, I, I, I don't know. He'd be a good shot. I don't see why he wouldn't be a good shot for Ferrari. But that would depend. Again, that would be more something like around 2026. I don't see them looking to make a change to the driver lineup for the next year, next year or the year after. Because right, if I remember true. correctly, um, Sainz got a two-year contract ex- ex- extension last year at Silverstone before Silverstone it was announced. So he's there until 
the end of 2024. And now that, so, and he might not even be at Ferrari for 2025 because, you, you know, we already hear rumblings that Audi are actually mm-hmm. probably like assigned to, you know, looking to knock at his door for his services. And you have to remember his dad has that <clears throat> relationship with Audi from mm-hmm. um, driving for them in the um, Dakar rally a um, couple of times. I think he won it, for, won it with them. I'm not sure I could be wrong. So he might not even be there. And if that's the case, <clears throat> if he's not, Ferrari are going to be looking for the next best option. And again, there's not, is there anyone really in the F2 series under the Ferrari banner that you could think of who he'd want to come in and put next to Charles? No, I don't think Ferrari would do that. I think Charles, yeah, no, Charles was not a rookie. I don't think Ferrari has ever signed a rookie driver to race for them, ever. So I don't see them going down that road. So Albon, if he carries on the way he's carrying on at Williams, I don't see why it won't be a good show. But then the question, question then becomes can if if he thought the glare uh, you know the spotlight was bright at um red bull and he didn't really deal with it what he thinks gonna happen when he goes to uh, at ferrari that's not a glare that's not just that's a, any light that's, shi- that's shining <laughs> on you that's that's the <laughs> brightest that's like the, the sun literally just right over your head right you know, because that's the sort of, you know, situation he's going to go in. And would he want to put himself in that situation? I don't see. I don't see why now. I don't think he he doesn't think he's good enough. But, you know, it's a it's a it's a tricky one. But it's also a good a good show that he could, you know, if he carries on the way he's carrying on at m- the moment. Why not? OK, why not? All right. Because who would Ferrari look at? K-Mag? No. Oh, no. Ricciardo? No, Mm-mm. George. No, he's still going to be a Mercedes. Still Mercedes. Um, Perez. Hell no. <laughs> you know what I mean. So then, who after? Um, Gasly, Ocon. Eh, I don't think I see. I think those guys are pretty much going to be at um Alpine. Alpine for the next couple of years. I don't see. So then, after that, who is the next best option? When you when you run on the list of names on the grid, you know who is who is there. You know, we already know the, as we said, if you take Perez out of the, out of the top four teams, uh, take Perez, Lonzo, Stroll. So that's what? Six, that's what? Three names from eight. So there's six drivers there already who basically we know not. it's not going to happen for. It might not happen. So he's probably the next best option. So it's mm. a good shout. Um, what's that? Was it Musa? Musa, yeah. Musa, so it's a good, it's a good question, and it it just needs Alban to just carry on, As, improving yeah. and performing the way he's, he's been performing. Because let's be honest, he's he's have he's somewhat having a really good season, you know, quietly just you know getting on with yeah, the job, well. and, and that's and and the thing is, and it's and this is where I talk about the limelight. He's able to do that because the light's not on him, so he's able to just focus on what he needs to do and get that done. His, right, his mistakes are different. Yeah, exactly. And his mistakes are not amplified by the to the whole entire world, you know, and continually where there's multiple art, articles and, you know, things being written and questions being asked about him, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know. Yeah. 
You're right, bro. That's a different ass pressure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta see hey, pressure either build diamonds or bust pipes. We're gonna see what the yeah. hell he do. What is Billy G's <laughs> Billy G King said? Pressure is a privilege, and not many of them can, can deal with that sort of privilege. So damn. Yeah. All right, PN, you got it, man. I'm gonna lower your hand, ask your question. Uh, thanks, Jay. How you doing, no Thanos? What's up? I'm good, man. Yourself? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for good, good, thanks good. for coming on the den again. Appreciate it. Um, so obviously it's no surprise that you know obviously Mercedes is working to come back, and but it's also no surprise our strategy and our pit stops have not been great. Something I'm, I think a lot of the fans are trying to understand why we're not improving in that area while we work to ultimately figure out the car. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going on in the background that the decision is just not being pushed to be like, we need to, we need to crack on with this. We need our strategy solid. We need our pit stop solid because they could show up next year with a car that is quick enough to compare with the Red Bull, but we could get easily blown out just purely on pit stops alone. So, okay. Here's the thing, <clears throat> and sorry, sorry. Good, Here's bro. the thing, and we had this discussion on Sunday after the race, which is confusing to me with regards to Mercedes. I'm going to touch on the pit stop part for for a second. When Mercedes were winning from 2014 to 2021, I think they, if we're going to average, their average pit stop was about 2.5 seconds, right? Now their average pit stop is above 2.5 seconds. So if we're going middle of the ground, we're going to go halfway again between it and three seconds. So it's what? 2.7 seconds, right? So they've gotten worse when they're not winning compared to when they were winning. And I ask the question, what's really going on? Because if when you were winning, these, your standards was that, and now you're win not winning, you, you've dropped your standards, your standards should still be the same whether you Irregardless of the situation, you should mm -hmm. always be maintaining, looking to maintain that two, that average two point five seconds, and they don't seem to be, they don't seem to be doing that. So, you know, good question. What's going on? Are they? Because let's be honest, people Hold think they don't. Also, just so, just so you know, because you're gonna continue. Is uh, Blue Diva says she love the average pit stop is three point one to three point six seconds. No, it's not that high. It's not that high. No. It's okay. not that it's not that high. I know that would, um, be, that would be beyond ridiculous. Yeah, if it's three point one, three point six, that means you're talking about the average in almost four a four second stop every race weekend. No, it's not that high. Because um I know on on Sunday, this past race, they did three point one and three point nine second stop. So, so their stops were pretty slow on went on Sunday, but then again, Red Bull did a ten and a half second stop yeah. for Paris, so they weren't the worst. <laughs> right. They weren't the worst, but right. it's it's clearly something that they have to deal with. And you know, we had that discussion on Sunday where I said, "Look, this is something they need to get sorted whilst they're not winning, because when because when they do get that car that can challenge Red Bull for race wins week in week out." You can't be giving away half a second pit stops. Okay, you might, because you probably can give away a tenth or two, but you can't be giving away half a second pit stops to your rivals one second. That's just not going to beat it. do it because you know Red Bull are pretty much well-oiled when it comes in that regard. So they're talking, you know, they will be doing their 
average 2.2 second pit stop, two second stops on a regular. Mercedes cannot afford that. And right now, whilst they're not winning, these are the things that they should be show, should be um focused on. Um, they should focus be consistent on. on. Yeah. They should be fixing up. They should be looking at new things. I mean, McLaren, I think McLaren copy last year. I think McLaren Ooh, came in with that, some new uh, they did that 1.98. Yeah. 1.9. And McLaren came in with some new wheel guns and all Yeah, the wheel guns things. with the lighting yeah. system on it. Yeah, so they they're implementing technologies that will help them improve the time they spend in the pits. Because again, that that could be the difference between a race win, which could then lead to a championship or or a loss. So they have to be know that they're not winning is when they should be fixing all the problems that they currently have. Strategy-wise, again, have all these strategies really been that bad? I don't think so. I think people are blowing some things out of proportion and, you know, make it seem like, you know, they always get their strategy wrong. Sure, Sunday they got it wrong. You know, they probably should have pitted Lewis on the same lap, spit the cars on Lewis on the same lap that Perez pitted. But you can also argue, I can somewhat understand why they didn't do it because it was a case of, okay, if the rain had stayed or if the rain had finished, only lasted one or two laps, right? He would have been, he would have been ahead. Well, yeah, you know, it would have been not, a good position at least. He yeah, because what, what would happen? Because what would have happened is all those who stopped for inters would have to stop a second time. So I mean, so the person, so like Lewis, who who you know, if he if it had worked out for him, he would have been in a more advantage advantageous position because he would have been ahead of those people if they had to go back in again and pit because it stopped raining suddenly. But again, he was on the wrong tire. He was on a medium tire. So that strategy, which wouldn't work, which was the tire, that tire choice was his tire choice. So if he was on a soft tire at that point, because if you look at Albon, you know, Albon was the only one that did not pit for inters when it started to rain. Albon actually did what did um, he, his strategy was soft, medium. Everybody else did a sets and then the inters at the end. Everybody else pretty much used the inter at the first um, half of the first the start of the race, except him. And it worked for him. So they could have, so, you know, I understand, understood why they went down that road. Unfortunately, it didn't work. They gambled and they lost. It's the name of the game because it could have been the opposite. Mm. They could have gone in, gotten the inters, and then it stopped raining. And then the Inters get burned out and then they find themselves in the same position. But given where Lewis had started, it would have been the right idea for them to try something because he was already out of position. But there's a lot of things that, you know, go back, um, is it Peen? Peen? Sorry. Yeah. So go back to your question. They've got a lot of things that they need to tidy up on. So when it comes time, when they start ready to win again, these aren't things that they're not going to be. They're going to have to be focusing on to say, "Oh, we need to fix this. We need to fix." No, you don't. You should have done that when you weren't competitive enough to be challenging Red Bull for the win. Max. So we can only, we can only, you know. And they try. It's not like all of these teams do pit stop practices. They do. They do sure. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But for some reason, Mercedes can't seem to be consistent with theirs. They just they consistently fluctuate. You know what I mean? 
what's that what's that for consistently that? inconsistent exactly that's what they are when it comes <laughs> to the, when, when it comes to pit stops but the real reason why i don't really focus on pit stops so much during during this year because it, it hasn't really cost them anything it's you know a slow pit stop has not really cost them any position any points or anything like that so i don't really you know, when people are going off about it, I don't really care. I say if it costs them something, then I'll have a conversation about it. Until then, it's just a point, it's just a pointless exercise. And while people are talking about going on back on strategy, people talk about Red Bull strategies always being up. No. When Red Bull weren't winning, Red Bull went for the most obvious strategy available to them, which is they're gonna they're, they're so far behind, they're gonna stop early, change tires, and see if they can pressure you into changing tires. That's, that's, that, that's that was true. that was their strategy all during that during yeah, that time. That, that was it. Session, trying to yeah. punk you into it, right? Exactly. That was it. And they try even oh god, even in Abu Dhabi, they tried it because that's what they tried. Because they stopped. Um, if I remember the race properly, if I actually, if I don't even want to remember the race, but they tried. It's something that they they tried because I think Max. There was a point Max pitted, and. You know, they asked Lewis, and I think they carried on with Lewis. I can't remember. You know, I don't even want to remember the race. Screw it. Thank God I don't remember it. But it's it's what it, it's what they always do. And now, there's no, because of the pace of the car, there's no such thing as a bad strategy for them. So the key, so when it comes down to it, the key thing is you just need to have a quick car. It solves every single problem you have. Every single problem. Because no matter... Last year in quarter, Max pit stop was nearly 10 seconds. He still won the race. If yeah, Max has a 10-second pit stop now, he's still going to win the race. If he has a 20-second pit stop, you can somewhat say he's still going to he's, win the race. He got a damn good shot still winning that race. Exactly. Because, because again, the pace of the car is so Ridiculous. great to everybody else. He There's no bad strategy. Because if you look at even Sunday gone, they messed up his strategy. Because if anybody you're going to pit first in that situation, you pit Thank him you. first rather than Perez. Because he has more to lose than Perez does. He's the one leading the championship. So why leave him out? They could, and they had enough time, they could have pitted both of them at the same time. Wow, I said they could have stacked it. Perez was that far behind, they could have pitted both of them. So they, in some ways, they messed up his strategy. But again, the, the car, the pace of the car is so great, it didn't have no effect on the outcome of the race. And that's all you need right now. Just build something quicker than everybody else. And you go. And there's you, your cushion. You, yeah. Damn. There we go. Uh, good question, OP. And that, that, that Thanos hit on that shit. Hey, so Musa, you up next again, my brother. Go ahead. Unmute yourself. I'm going to lower your hand. Thanks, Jay. Uh, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like um, I feel like Thanos has partially answered this question that I want to ask, but I'll okay. just uh, I'll just touch up on it real quick. Uh, then I just wanted to check with you, man. Uh, I was just looking at the the race and just uh, analyzing a lot of the stuff that has happened. But how do you feel about how the way Red Bull has attacked this whole situation with Paris? You know, Paris made the uh, the move to Gaunt enters real quick and you have the the best team right now on the grid flopping when they have to put enters on on 
on a guy's car and a mistake has never happened ever after that when when they when they change out tires uh when he has to go on to slick tires you know he's then undercut for no reason and it's just like it was such an an overkill of a move for 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 Perez and he didn't get a chance to just really stretch out a lead and make make sure that that could have been a one two win so the the the, the question i have to you is just like do you, do you do you not feel that maybe there's perhaps just too much of a bias to the one driver and saying you know what let's maybe focus on getting as much wins as we can consecutively maybe or like what's what's probably going through the team's uh, heads right now in terms of the way they're moving and the decision making with the strategy and and the prioritization of a singular driver because for me i mean how does it make sense you know that we have one driver that is you know killing it with this car and the other driver is just completely suffering you know they they are not able to to qualify in in the same region if you look if you look at at mercedes um from 2014 up until 2021 there's been a consistency in terms of the 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 overall um the overall uh qualifying laps there hasn't been a whole second you know uh gap between them and i mean there'll be maybe races where i remember this one time where uh bottas literally blitzed the whole the whole race he was like 20 seconds down down the racetrack and there's obviously was, one of those i think that was australia 2019 yeah. Yeah. yeah man i was blown away when i saw that you know and just there's obviously moments where the other driver just he's just in that zone but you know for this to be such a uh, gap in performance you know all the time every time just it doesn't make sense you know it's a bit it's a it's a bit bizarre uh, in, in my opinion and i'm not trying to say that max is not a great driver i i, I respect what, what what max is doing but it's like look guys this is not making sense you know these two drivers are driving the same car what's going on well I mean, no, I don't know people, what Daniel's people, gonna say. Go people, people are asking. People have already been asking questions, you know, because the disparity in their performances just doesn't make any sense. It's too. I mean, if you look at, um, I'm even gonna go spa. Just look at, just past weekend, on the same intermediate tires, Max on one lap, even with an overtake, Max was four seconds faster than Perez, even with an overtake. The the the, uh, the uh, that was when he pushed um Gasly off track. Gasly I think it was at like turn three or whatever it is. He was four seconds pa- faster than Perez. Perez had because um, remember Perez had something like uh, I think it was something like ten to twelve second lead, and within about five lap that lead was down to three seconds. <laughs> and you're looking at it like, yes, yeah, something doesn't seem right. Perez cannot be that bad of a driver where he's losing two seconds a lap to his teammate who is on the exact right. same tire compound. It's not offsetting tires. It's the exact same tire compound in the exact, well, somewhat exact same car. Right. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. But Red Bull aren't going to, Red Bull don't feel any way about it. Because Red Bull um, modus operandi has always been, they're going to have a somewhat of a one or two drive, one, one, number one and two driver lineup. Paris, no, look, 
right now, you put Max in Paris's car, Max is still going to beat Paris. Yeah, I believe that. You know what I mean? Max is just that better than Paris. It's it, there's no shame in it. I, I, you don't. Have, I don't. Everybody knows I don't like the guy or whatever, but I'm not gonna. But be just fact, disingen- just real, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not gonna be disingenuous and say, "Oh, he's not talented." Of course, Max is talented. He's up there with one of the best the sports the sport has ever seen. It's there's no shame in saying that. His the number speaks for itself. His talent speaks for itself. Paris is just not in that category of drivers. He's not in Max's category. But even in saying that, Paris is now also no slouch. Thank you know you. what I mean? He's no slouch. He's no um, Luca Bernaldi Budoa or whatever. I can't remember his name. Is dude that's um, did a he did a, got a sub drive for Ferrari one time and he was so bad it was awful. You know what I mean? It's, Perez is not that. Perez is not that slow. Perez is a race winner. Perez has been on pole. Perez is, you know what I mean? So he's been here since 2011. I think he came in 2011. So Perez ain't no, ain't no, isn't really no mug. But you cannot explain that difference between the two of them. It just doesn't make any sense because I did the numbers over the over the weekend, right? Going into Miami, the gap was six points. It's now 130 yeah. yard points. So that's how many races that Miami was uh, in eight, eight races. So Miami was round five, I think it is. Miami yeah, was it round was five. fifth because you had Bahrain, Saudi, Australia, Azerbaijan, then Miami. Yeah, so Miami was round five. So you're looking at it, Max outscored Perez within those eight races on average of 17.25 points per per race that's literally he's scoring in or scoring in scoring him by finishing second and him and max paris doesn't score a point 17.25 listen the number it's not most drivers who get outscored maybe like five or six points 17 17 that's like saying paris dnf in eight races and max finishing second to win all those eight races, but he's not DNF and he's finishing right, those he's races finishing. 17.25 points. Max has outscored per race since more that's more than since, um, since Perez last won a race, which was um, Baku. So, what's going on? You know, the drivers are starting to ask a question now. I saw, um yeah, bro. I think it was George Russell who commented on it. Total Wolf even commented on it, like they don't understand what's going on because that doesn't make a sense. How could you be one point one sec, one point three seconds slower than your teammate on a dry track? It's not like it was changeable conditions. The track was bone dry, but you were one point three seconds down. And this is where remember we had this conversation last time I was on here. I said. This is where Red Bull will only Red Bull will start having a problem with Perez is if the likes of Mercedes and Ferrari build a quick a competitive enough package yeah, where they now find themselves in the fold where that one because you see he was 1.3 seconds um slower and they and who they fit in that gap, Lando, George, mm-hmm. um Alonso. Damn if- Alban, you know I mean, so I think he started P7. He start. I think he started P7 in 
in Holland, in the Dutch Grand Prix. So when, so imagine when, if now these Mercedes and Ferrari build a, a, a better car. Sainz, Sainz and Charles are better than Perez. Lewis and George, we know, is better than Perez. So Red Bull are going to find themselves in a position whereby it's Max versus four. It's 1v4. How's that going to work? Where's where is that? Where How can he now play a rear gunner when he can't even keep up with these four guys? So that's when Perez's seat will become a problem, you know, a risky, you know, he'll be looking, Red Bull will be looking like, yeah, we might need to rethink this. And this, you know, why people have said probably why Ricciardo was brought back so early because they're probably looking at it like, yeah, we might need to replace him, you know. So let's just get Rick, Rick in and get him a, get him the season under his belt and let him get him up to scratch and whatnot. But let me yeah, ask man. you this though, Thanos, bro. Let me let me pose this to you. You don't think that at some point in time that that may be Red Bull's Achilles heel that they develop a car. Now I understand developing a car to be as fast can, but I really do believe they develop a car. Yo, cut that shit off real quick. I really do believe that they develop a car mm-hmm. so much centrically based around Max. And I'm not saying that if if you are one of those drivers, you should be able to pretty much you you want to be able to adjust to different cars, correct? Yeah, but mm-hmm. everybody's not going to adjust but to a certain degree to certain cars. So is that not going to be at some point in time, given what you just said, the other drivers and other teams are going to get in the fold, that Red Bull develop a car that just so centrically based around Max Verstappen's driving style that no other driver can optimally adjust to be competitive with other drivers and cars developing cars around their driving styles. You don't think that's going to be a problem at some point in time? No. Okay. Be- you know why? Because... As long as Max is winning, Red Bull's winning. If so he's you, if he's winning at that if, time, if he's well, I mean, if I'm talking be- about if they become competitive enough where Max can't win week in and week out. Well, what still do you don't, do about your gunner? Then you just keep developing I mean, a car but, against with that guy. Yeah, or what? Because you're gonna still you're still gonna focus on the quicker guy, aren't you? Okay, so then you, you just all- try to find a second guy within. You, and then no, just kind of like, no. what do you do then? Because 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 the Red Bull sit- situation has always been a number one and a number two driver. They've never had two equally matched driver. I think if if you're going to say that, if probably 2014, you'd say they probably had only time they've had two drivers who were somewhat. And when Ricciardo was there, well, I'm about to say Ricardo. Yeah, so that's twenty. Yeah. So from 2014 up until. 2018, when Ricky Adolf, I say they had drivers who were somewhat fairly competitive, okay. compa- um, comparable, comparable. You know what I mean? But they've always operated on we're going to have a one and two driver lineup, so it doesn't really matter to them if okay. the number two driver can't keep up because they've always said, well, they, if they had a choice of winning the drivers' title or winning the both, or or, or winning. Uh, was it or winning the constructors? Constructors championship and the drivers. They'd rather take uh, if say so they say. I think that oh god, how is it? I'm trying to phrase it properly. Basically, so they don't care. If they they don't care if they win, win the, the. They don't care if they win the constructors. That's what I was then, about to say. You telling me yeah. they don't care if they win a constructors championship? No, no. Oh, shit. no. They've said they've literally said it. They've said it themselves. They said it themselves. <laughs> okay. Uh, 2021. They literally say when they won. When you know they they said we'd, we'd rather Max, we'd rather win the drivers' title than the constructors. It didn't bother them one bit. Interesting. Not one bit, because <laughs> because for them the prestige the prestige doesn't come with the constructors. The, pre, the constructors just brings you money. How about the to say that's what a bedo it, right? Yeah, okay. but 
But but I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get. Are it. they are they in need of money? No, they're not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Red Bull is very lucrative, so I can yeah. understand that. You know what I mean? They can so, afford it. Yeah, so for them, it's and if you if you have the driver's title, that helps you bring bring in sponsors. Good, another good point. That's so for them, it too. doesn't. So for so for them, it's not. It does. It's not that. You know, it's not that important. It's, it's not, not that like, much of a priority. Yeah, it's, it's not like a Mercedes who they'd want to win both because right. for them, remember, Mercedes is a car manufacturer. So Boom. you know, so it, really, it does have an impact on marketing yeah, ability. Exactly. For them. So you because what's the saying? You you race you race and win on a Sunday. You sell cars on a Monday. Boom! There it is. You know what I mean? There it is. So so for so for someone like a car manufacturer, like a red, like a Mercedes, a Alpine, a Honda, and all these guys, it winning the constructors isn't you know it's for them it's it's a marketable thing because then they can use that in the ad and say Formula One advertising co- win, um win um construction win well um constructors winning champion Ray Ray. They can use that in their marketing right. when they're selling drive the car. Cars. The champions drive exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, 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 but Red Bull it doesn't bother them that bit because for them the prestige is in the, is with the driver's title, and that's where the prestige is in general. No one really right. gives a damn who, because most people probably forgot that Mercedes actually won Mercedes the constructors in twenty one. Right, but they no won one that. cares. No one cares because that's not really what these guys got there for. That that is to. That's so as the team can make money, get money, prize money, and people get the bonuses and so on from from that. But uh, Red Bull are fine, and so right now they don't have no issues with where Paris how Paris's level of performance because gotcha. Max Max is basically wiping the floor, wiping the floor. Yeah, he's winning them both right now. Yeah, he's winning them both right now. Exactly, him alone could win the constructors. Yeah, you don't need. Facts. He doesn't need anybody to support support him winning that. Until he right does. Now. Until he does. Right. But, so that so Red Bull situation right now, it's it's a for them it's a cozy one because they're so comfortably ahead of everybody. They don't need to think. Yeah, you know what we're gonna do tomorrow. You know we're in trouble. You know we need. I think more are the future planning behind behind the doors. Closed doors, of course they are, mm-hmm. but right now, I don't think they've 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 worried. They shoved it all. to the far end of the table. Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not wor- worrying them at all because Paris is still, despite all of the madness that's going on, Paris is still P two in the championship. And let's be honest, that car is fast enough where they should be finishing one and two every week. They shouldn't be finishing Point. one and five, one and six, or, or if they can't finish one two every week, they should be on the podium. On the podium, right? What, I agree. Should, Even everybody Will said should that. Be, everybody should be fighting in for for that last place and last step on the podium, not the the, the second and the third step. Because I mean, Jesus, Lewis came out over the weekend and said he's going to see if he can beat Perez into P two. Perez as himself should be looking at that and thinking, "Okay, what the what you the heck, about? what's going on?" Because <laughs> right. I'm driving, I'm in the fastest car on the grid, and a dude who's driving a a boat. Saying he's gonna try and beat me to P two. That means that's how badly I've been performing. That should have been. That should be a wake up call. Alonso is only what forty points behind Perez. I mean, come shit. on, yeah, Hamilton only forty five. <laughs> come on, <laughs> and you're in the best car in the grade. You should that. You shouldn't be in that position. Yeah, 
That's so, yeah, that's a point. Well, hold on, we got uh Patrick. Go ahead, twin. I'm gonna lower your hand, unmute yourself. Yeah, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Something, oh, Patrick. Bro. Yep, can you hear you? I can see oh, you too. Yeah, bless man. One love here. Good to see you. But anyway, question time. No need to um, ramble and delay because at the end I've got something to eat. Right. Do you actually think Lewis was right to question his teams and challenge them about why he wasn't brought in the pits to change the tires during the, the that barring um during that season? And accordingly, when I watched that race. Yeah, he should have brought in for the, the, the wets, just as everyone else was getting the same thing, getting their old tires changed. And why did they keep him out? And then also tell t tell Lewis that it's no point in challenging because somehow they were going to think the ring was going to ease up when he, when Mother Nature herself come out pouring like she's watering our plants. And then that's what made Lewis fall back a bit. And then later on, we see the changes. But do you think that Lewis was right to challenge his team? And do you think he was absolutely in that right to do so? Yeah, we I hit on this earlier. Go ahead, Daniel. I, I assume you're talking about the race that just passed, um, Dutch Grand Prix. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. Of course. Because uh, I, I mean... heard you ask pain. But um, yeah. I'm asking it because at the end, I'm sorry, Twin, but I, just like everyone else, I'm curious. And when I heard Lewis, they came out on that um, specific radio and ask, why wasn't I not brought in? And then get that feedback of a negative sort of answer. That that really got me thinking, hey, nah, if I was Lewis, why are you telling me this when basically you should say, oh, sorry, Lewis, bad decision, but we might call you back in when we can. No, so, uh, look, Lewis questioning the team, I have no problem with. You know, I've <laughs> what, what I find funny is, especially if you, if you follow Twitter, you think Mercedes are, you know, treating Lewis like that he's the, he's the, you know, like he's leprosy. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you see all of these talk about, um, you know, how that they're, they're not treating him well. They've they're not supporting him. And I'm like, you guys act like Lewis is a baby. This is a grown ass thirty year old man who's been performing in that team for ten years. So he knows, you know, when certain things are said, he knows what the situation is. It's nothing. It's never anything personal. But him questioning, because I watched I watched the race on his onboard, and I have no problem with it questioning because they they made a mistake, and he's basically saying, "Look, you guys should have brought me in, you know, you guys should have brought me in. It was a mistake keeping me out." And Bono basically just said, "Look, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, Lewis, but we're just gonna have to ride it out. We're gonna ride it out." Yeah, he said, "We gotta wear it out right now." Yeah, you know, just to see if you know if if. The weather it's, changes it, exactly. It's safe. It if it stopped raining, like I said, you know they were gam banking on maybe the rain would stop after two laps, but it went went longer than they actually um, anticipated. So I don't have no problem. I don't have no problem with drivers questioning the team. You know, what I mean, if you feel like something's wrong, then ask away. At the end of the day, these are guys who are pro performing in a very high pressure environment. You know, emotions are gonna emotions are gonna pop up at times, and you know people just have to understand. You know, this is who they are. The athletes, it's, they're no different to anybody who plays football. Who gets for people are gonna get frustrated when things don't, you know, don't happen how they hope that you know they should happen. So, him saying, asking the question. Nah, I don't have no problem with that. So let, let me. It's a valid bro. question to ask as well. Let me ask you this, bro. Do you think before I get to pin and Musa, Musa, you'll close us out, but I'm I'm gonna ask you this. Do you think 
that Mercedes are more off in the last two seasons on strategy? Or do you think, because I've said this, or do you think the fact that they have not provided Lewis a car that he can win in is basically exposing it, things that have been there the whole time, but the fact that they were winning, nobody was really focused in on it, which is what I've said. Like the fact that they were winning and Lewis had the car, it compensated for the lack of mistake, the mistakes they made. But, but now but that they don't have that, you're focused in on those mistakes they're making because they're not winning and they also make these mistakes that they've been making. So what do you think it is? What did I say? What did I say earlier about Red Bull? When you have the quickest car, there's no such thing as you a can bad do strategy. Shit like that. There's no bad, <laughs> there's no good or no bad strategy. So some of the issues we're seeing with Mercedes now were, was always there. But what what made us not look at it? They had the quickest car. And that masks every single problem. So right. now they don't have it. We're now seeing a lot of these things more visible, more more clearly. Now you're like, okay, what's going on? Oh. What you, you know what I mean? So now it's more out there in in the public light because you know you can go back to previous seasons when they even had a dominant car and see where they made mistakes that cost Lewis Swain. I mean, probably yeah. the most glaring one of them all is um, Monaco 2015. He was walking that race and they made a mistake calling him. Didn't didn't calculate, you know, didn't calculate the gap properly. Right. But he finished third. Finished third in a race that he was on course to win by almost 20 seconds. That's how far, that's how big is that's how much he was. That's how big of a blunder it was. I mean, so (laughs) so they've made mistakes that cost them races, but it's it shouldn't happen. Let's be honest. It shouldn't happen, but, but it's, it's sports. It. It's yeah. sports. People will make blunder. Red Bull have made similar blunders that cost Ricciardo the win in uh, Monaco 2016. They've made blunders even when they were during the successful year with Vettel. So mm. no one is infallible from it. But what we're but as is, like you said, we're seeing it now more from Mercedes because they're no they're no they they're no longer winning. So it's more visible. So you can easily pick apart these things and you realize, yeah, you guys, it's this didn't just start now. You were always doing it, but we just didn't care to say anything because you guys were winning. Right. We had so other shit to talk about a, on Monday. Winning, exactly. So winning, winning mask a lot of problems. That's like that's in any sport. That's in any sport. Exactly. Pin, you got it, bro. I'm gonna lower your hand. I'll mute yourself. Thank you, Jay. You got it. Start. I just wanted to kind of piggyback off the Perez thing because, yeah, it is quite uh, interesting that he is just so much slower than Max in the same car. And I was looking at the onboard of him. By the way, they didn't show you the uh, the cockpit view during the Zandvoort race. They would not show you the cockpit view of like a lot of drivers, specifically his. So you could see like maybe what he was doing on the steering wheel, but you hear the radio calls and it looked like he was driving the car like a grandma. Meanwhile, at that same point, they pivot the 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 cam to Max like on the global view. And obviously Max just, you know, smoked past or ran, you know, ghastly off the road like he, you know, did Lewis like how many times? Anyway, um, so it's almost like the and it, his uh, engineer was telling him, like, manage the tires, manage the tires, like overly manage the tires as if they they literally just did not want him to go 
any further down the road. So Max could, I mean, four seconds, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. Like, I mean, Jesus. Inclu- that's, no, that, and that's, that's that includes that's egregious, bro. And like, that includes an overtake. That in, that's yeah. including an overtake. Four seconds. So, yeah. Go ahead, Pete. Go ahead. Finish your question. What's up? So, like, my question would be, you know, it's like, it's the obvious question. Do you think they're turning that car down? Do you think that they're telling this guy, do you think that they're telling this guy, listen, if you get out front at all, don't you dare pull away. Like, do you, I mean, come on, man. It's, it's so obvious. Like, so, so, you're saying, so you're saying they're pulling the Michael Schumacher or Barry Keller sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're not supposed to be in front of Michael, you know, if you, right. you know what I mean? It's it's similar to, it's like what DC, David Coulthard said, you know, okay. he was offered a, offered a drive for Ferrari and when he saw the contract and he said, what? if Michael, if you're, if, if you're P4, Michael is in P5, you're going to have to move on <laughs> You gotta switch. <laughs> you gotta switch. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what you look. Let's be honest. Red Bull don't. If Red Bull are doing that, and this is what, as much as I say, yeah, something doesn't seem right. It it it's also a bit for you know, disrespectful. Because you'd ask the question, Red Bull are doing all of that to make for Max to beat Paris. Paris, you know. It's not like it's not like it's it, it's not like all oh, it loses his teammate, and they thought, yeah, we can't let Lewis be be Max, so we're just gonna figure out some way of just sabotaging Lewis so Max can quit. Come on, Max could beat Perez with his with one hand. He's that much better. So I don't think it's a case of where, you know, they've they're sabotaging Perez or they're doing things, sabotaging him just for Max to beat because why would they need to do that? They already know Max is better than him. Paris knows Max is better than him. So that that in itself would be kind of like somewhat of a disrespect to Max because you're saying, well, Max, we don't think he can beat Paris, so we're going to do everything we can to help you. Really? I think, though, because really? it was the Van Vork GP, though. Like, that was nine. That was equal in nine. Yeah, but 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 look, look, Payne, Paris qualified 1.3 seconds behind Max. That you're, you're not wrong. You're not you wrong. Know what I mean? but, so, so, like, but but the thing is, even if the even because I think what you're talking about is the second pit stops when they switch when they went from inches oh, yeah, to soft, where one. they basically just Perez didn't even know that they were, he he didn't even know, and you know that in itself seemed a bit sus because I was like, yo, the pit max before Perez and Perez, they didn't even tell Perez was go, what's going on. So, right. which gave him the undercut, but he's like, Max just beat us on the undercut. Even <laughs> if they, because even if they hadn't done that, Max would have passed him on track. Still anyway. would have tracked him. He would still would have tracked him down and passed him. You know what I mean? He's literally done it in where did he do it? Did it in Miami? He did it in um, Spa. Those were the only two races. Yeah, those are the only two races I can think of this year. He's done it. So Honey would have done it again because he was just that faster than Perez the whole entire weekend. So I don't think it's a case of they're doing something deliberately, you know, to make Perez look bad. Perez is capable of doing that on his own. That's and a that's that's, that's a different I like the way you put it though that way, to make yeah. Perez look bad. Yeah. I don't know. I just but yeah, you gotta admit, this shit seemed off. Yeah, do, don't get Perez me wrong. You know, bad to make it that damn. It's don't get like, me wrong because it does seem so, it does seem suspect because you're gonna qualify 1.3 seconds in a in a dry conditions, 
I can understand if it was wet. Wet. You know what I mean? It, I, I can understand if it was a situation of it was 2021, the steering Grand Prix, where Lewis qualified almost t- nearly two seconds ahead of Bottas. It was wet. It was poor. Not everyone is good in the wet, but it was a dry, it was a dry track, bone dry. And you were 1.3 seconds. If you look at, no, I think I mentioned it last time. If you look at the gap that Max had with the light, because if we're saying Ocon, Kvyat, and no, no, Kvyat, Albon, and Gasly, aren't that great drivers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you I think I think I think it in fairness you probably say they're not better than Paris. Yeah. If if we're being fair. They're not we wouldn't consider them to be better drivers than Paris. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. But yeah. if you look at the gap that Max had over these guys, mm-hmm. it's pretty much similar to what he has over Paris. So is so Paris saying Actuality, Perez is not really not much, no much, not much better than them. He's getting beat the, the same in the same manner, if not worse. And again, Perez is no mug. Well, I call him a bum, but he's not really. Right. A, you know, what I mean, in in in, t- if you if you're being honest, he's better than a lot of guys on the grid. Yeah, and you know right. he's he's probably deserving of the, the the um the Red Bull seat because at the time Red Bull had no one else available, and he was the guy who was. Picking up the wins for um for racing point and the podiums and so on, mm-hmm. whilst Lance again was basically joking things things out. So, but it's <laughs> it's questionable because people are asking the question, and I know people are trying to make a lot of arguments um, argument that you know it's the, it's the nature of the car and Max's driving style, and because I've heard people say Perez, you know, someone. And no, I saw him mention it that you know his little spy within Red Bull is saying basically Perez is pushing to get certain things and is you know to try and get his car in the same way like Max, but he can't drive the car in the same in the same fashion. So he so he's I think in his attempt to to like get up to Max's standard to beat Max, he's making more he's making things worse for himself rather than just accepting certain things. That's not what he's doing. So I don't. So look, it's definitely suspect because you cannot explain that gap. You'd mm-hmm. understand it if if Perez was a rookie or mm-hmm. Perez was a Sonoda or a, a Gasly or whatever. But that's not him. He's better right. than that. But he's getting beat. So, but I mean, look at it this way. Um, he was he qualified what third on um third uh on over the weekend. Where did he qualify in Zandvoort in um Spa? Uh, spa shit, I tell you. I think that I think that was his. Uh, did he qualify second or third? Let me see. I got you. What is that? Belgium. Uh, he qualified starting grid. Perez came in damn second. Okay, so that was his first front row start. Qualifying, he came in third. No. So starting grid. So qualifying, he was third in qualifying. Yeah, but when the penalties were issued. The penalties were issued because of Charles, then he slid up to second. Yeah. So so that was his first front row start in eight races. How are you? You were driving a Red Bull for God's sakes. Not even Bottas did that. 
one front row start in eight races. Something does something. Yeah, something's something is something is going on. Something is going on at, at Red Bull, and you know, hopefully, Perez will tell his story one day. He'll tell his story just like how Weber told his story. So he's gonna yeah. tell his story one day. And, then we'll really know what. Then we'll really know what's up. <laughs> yeah, but for now it's just for now it's just like it's, I'm gonna get that Amazon video. <laughs> yeah, for now it's just feel like we can't seem to. It's just you can't wrap your head. You can't make sense right. of. We got no like on. real valid proof to direct. Yeah. So only thing we can go off of is times performance of what we see. But I think, as you say, some of these situations just don't seem. But then right. again, yeah. I've often used the case of. Alonzo and Stroll to kind of be like, we yeah, know but, ain't shit but, funny going on there, but yeah, but Lance ain't the driver Perez is exactly. You know, what I mean, so like I say, we know Max is good, but I don't think he's that good where he's gonna be nah. be where he's basically have easily a half a second over his teammate. No, yeah. to be passing no. him up like that, bro. Come on, no man. half a second. That's probably that's probably the biggest gap between teammates in qualifying. It's crazy. And then in, when then when you go into the race, it's probably even more of a, it's a bigger it gap. It is more of a gap. It grows in the so race. You like, so you, you, you think you're like, what's, okay, some, something doesn't, something's not adding up. This equation is not balancing. Right. You know what I mean? It's, an, it's just not balancing and you don't, and yeah, I mean, if you I have team, you. if you have team principles, I start asking the question, yo, what's going on with Red with Red Bull? Right. Something doesn't seem right. Then even if they're starting to ask questions, then why can't we? Why can't we? So, right. <laughs> so, all right, all right yeah. Musa, you got the final question, bro. You're going to backdoor it, man. Go ahead. And lower, I'm going to lower your hand. Unmute yourself. Thank you so much, man. And Thanos, thank you so much, bro, for just coming in and sharing your thoughts with us. We really appreciate your big dog. Anytime, man. Um, Final question, yeah. I've just been contemplating on whether to drop this or not because, ooh, I can just feel, I can feel us being lynched for this. Nah, but I'm joking, man. It's, it's, ooh, it's, it's yeah, nothing yeah. too serious. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shit. Grab my Glock. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get into it. Well, here, here's, here's what I'm thinking, man. Um... You know, obviously, um, our Red Bulls boy has been doing doing uh, amazing things, and you know he's um, obviously reached fatal on, on this on this record, you know, on the nine consecutive wins. And I just spent a bit of time, just you know, obviously comparing, you know, both, uh, not necessarily comparing both, but just observing um, both both instances and. And both times where, you know, Vettel won his titles and now obviously Max winning his titles. And I'm just like, you know, it's it's for me the current the current time situation is a bit fuzzy, you know, for me to to place where um dudes at because of 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 facts that have happened, you know, in the recent past. And as well as just the way things are right now with the the, the, the current rate changes and you know no one having an answer to to Red Bull dominance. So um the the question is do you feel that the nine 
consecutive wins that Max Verstappen has won this year are anywhere remotely as as of impact as Vettel's time. Because mm. when you look at when you look at you know 2010 to 2013, it was a magical time. You know, you had you had a world championship ending at Abu Dhabi where people were racing to the last lap and where you ended on the last lap kind of determined who won, you know, basically like how the whole Massa thing and 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 Lewis thing had, went down. So for me, it's just like, it's, it's fuzzy, you know, it's fuzzy for me to say, yeah, you know, I, I understand, man. I, I, I see what you're doing and it's amazing, but, you know, I feel like we're putting this thing in, in, a, in a place that, it it just doesn't have the same substance or value yet, you know. Um, yeah. if if this season or if the last three seasons or the last two seasons, 2022-2023, had twenty twenty one kind of pressure, I don't think the same kind of results would have appeared. I'm not saying that, you know. It, it's just I, I I can't see it happening, and I'm not talking about Lewis particularly, you know fighting Max like that, but like other 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 people, maybe Pierre, you know, or maybe Alonso, you know, putting that constant pressure. You know, there's there's a lot of mistakes that people would have made. And I think that the result would have been extremely different. So yeah, the question to you, uh Abek Dag is um um how do you feel about those two those two uh um um where we put them in the same category? Is it is it remotely the same? Do you feel like it's just well deserved, and we just need to, you know, let it be? Uh, how do you feel about that, man? Look, winning, it, uh, we, okay, thanks for that, uh, Musa. Uh, look, <clears throat> winning one race is hard. Winning two in a row is hard. Winning three in a row is hard. Winning four in a row is hard. To win nine in a row, it's <laughs> because it's not just about having the car with the the the, the, the quickest car. There's more to it because it also has a tinge of luck involved in it as well. You know what I mean? He's for, he's luck, fortunate in the sense that there's no one there to challenge him. The you know he's fortunate that his car is reliable. He's fortunate that he's not been involved in any altercations that could have resulted in him getting knocked out of a race or or, or whatnot. So you know. <laughs> Which him or him, his or Sebs, which is better? I mean, the circumstances surrounding him are somewhat different. 2013, Seb was able to do that because after the summer break, everyone basically shut down and said, Well, we no longer be doing any more development work on these cars because we're going into 2014, which is a new set of regulations. But Red Bull carried on doing their work, doing a development. And they invested and they, they, they reap the rewards. It, no, Max has the clear best car on the grid. No one's literally within half a, two tenths of a second of challenging, challenging him at any point whatsoever. His team is pretty much a joke. So, but he still has to go out there and do it. You know what I mean? He still has to go out there and do it. Sure, it's it's easier now. It's less, there's no much, not much pressure on him to do it. So it, you know, but he still has to go there. He's done it. How do I feel about it? I don't like it because I think 
because I'm going. I'm thinking about how they got there, got to where they are now with that car. It's a breach. Of, they breached the cost cap regulations, and if no one, you can't to think that whatever they gained from that breach, from you know, has not somehow transferred over, you know, built been built on. You make it. You're not really paying much of attention. So, so I don't. If it had come under circumstances like Vetter, where there was no rule breach or nothing whatsoever, I think I'd be like, yeah. I'm cool with that. I have no problem with that. But the circumstances surrounding Max, how he's gotten here, or Red Bull has gotten to where they are, and so on, and the ease with which he's able to do it, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd probably take Vettel's more of a, a more difficult one because Vettel had to deal with com more competitive cars than Max has to. Because in 2013, uh, who won races? So... um. Kimi won a race because Australia, they won the Lotus won the first race of that season. Is it Australia? Kimi won a race, Lewis. Uh, yeah, Kimi won in Australia. Um, Lewis won in Malaysia. Yeah. So, so uh, the big thing was what? won in China. Yeah. Like, Webber, it was like Seb came back and won again, right? It was a mix. Yeah. And I think Weber won races, Rosberg won races. So it's, it's a different, that season was more competitive than what we have right now. So if I was to choose, if I was to pick one, I'm going to pick Sebs because I just think the circumstances surrounding his was far more challenging than it is right now for Max. But again, to win nine races in a row, it's really impressive. You have to, you have to, you know, you have to say, look, yeah, we know it's easy for him because of, you know, the advantages he has, but he still has to go out there and drive the car week in, week out without making any mistakes. It's easy to go out there, you know, he could have gone on and like, yeah, I've got the fastest car and not be focused and put it in a wall or something like that. So, you know, he did what he had to do. You can't fault him for, you know, he has a job to do and he's gone, he went out there and did his job. It's, right. That's, that's the name of the game. But for me, I'm going Sebs. I'm taking Sebs. All right. I'm taking Sebs too, goddammit. And I'm <laughs> going to say this. Thanos <laughs> is right. And I and I also share that same opinion. It's, it's a difference between they got it with ease because of the car. I don't respect how they got here. I'm, I also agree mm -hmm. with you on that. I concur with that. But there is another part of that where I've also been saying waiting for Red Bull to have an unreliable situation. They haven't had it. And that that is impressive as a team as a work, as mechanics work together to try to make sure that these cars come in and out of these weekends uh, operational at their optimal performance. Another thing is avoiding incidents. Well, it's kind of hard to have incidents when your ass is way, at, way out there in front, but <laughs> still it is what it is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So all day I'm going to take Sebs. Yeah. And I'm also not in support of this whole push. They trying to say like, this is something that we should just be in awe of it. I understand it. And if it happened under different circumstances, like Thanos said, we didn't have the scandal in 2021. They didn't breach the cost cap, knowing that we have a constant uh, constant ripple effect that goes into these cars. Now they can focus ahead because they've already gotten ahead and they cheated to get there. Mm -hmm. That Those things diminish and devalue what we would appreciate had they not happened. Yeah, and that's and if how you, I feel and if you, about that. And if, you're, and if you're constantly trying to tell people how they should Feel, you know, view something and how they should feel, and that they they must do this, and then you're probably realizing that people aren't being respectful of it, you know, because if you why would you need to do all of that? 
you know, it should it should speak for itself. So, right. you know, but and and if you look back, even when Seb did his, that was a period where reliability was also an issue back then as well. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. cars are bulletproof like they are not because pretty much, if that Red Bull stays um, reliable, it's not going to lose in the race right. because no one's going to beat it on pace. So it's very likely they could win twenty three races every race this year, and then you'd be like. Formula One is then going to be like, yeah, I don't, we don't like this. We don't like this because right. we don't like this. We don't like this. that this, money. This, yeah, because people are going to start turning off. People have already started turning off. You get, you get social media. You have people like, yo, people are now starting to just miss races. Before people would used to plan the weekends around a race event. No, it'd be like, yeah, I ain't staying and watching no goddamn race. I'm going to do what I have to do and so on. So, but you know, right? He did what he had to do. It's not for everybody else to do what they need to do. So Sad. we can put a stop. We can put a stop to this. It's like that quick stop video that Nyasha did about um. We did it based off the Lion King. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we said we said Max. Max is like um. Is it is it Pumba? What's his name? Scar and the hyenas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody's yeah. happy and so on. So, so and I think that's what we have right now. Nobody's happy unless you're right. part of Scar's camp. The pack of the you're part of the hyena pack. Hyenas so pack. Really happy. You okay. know what I mean? And even they weren't all the way happy. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> all of us with Pumba and the rest of us now. It's just like we're not. We're not because yeah, we gotta wait. We gotta wait for Simba yeah. to come back, claim the pride. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly, man. So Mercedes come turn like I, I keep telling people, man. I expect Mercedes to come good next year, but they can't. They cannot afford not to come good, man, because yeah. Formula One needs this. Formula One needs because if Red Bull goes into 20, 2024 still winning, it's going to be embarrassing for the sport. It's going right. because I don't think. Um, that has ever happened in motorsports before, in any top category. Because I remember even MotoGP when when they switched from the 500cc to the V4s, and Honda came out with RC to one V. I mean, even they didn't win every race that year on the Honda. You know what I mean? I've never we've never seen anything like this before. It's what 13. They've won, I think it was it, 31 of the 32 of the last 33 races. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Imagine if George didn't win in Brazil last year. They've they'd have won 33 yeah, plus races on the strip on the, the bones. That's right. ridiculous. And yeah, if it carry out, carries on in the, to next year, Formula One is the sport. They're going to be looking at like, so all this talk from Dominic Ali, like, oh, it's on. It would be unfair to, you know, to do this to it. We should. And I'm like, dude, it wasn't unfair when you guys were doing it to, yeah. to Ferrari <laughs> or to McLaren Mer- or to Mercedes. Mercedes. So no, it's unfair to Max and Red Bull. Yeah, that no, does not make any sense. You know, I mean, the only thing is fair. The only thing that that. Offers fairness in Formula One is the rules, and even that isn't fair. And that's well, being so. fucked up, right? Yeah, so, hey, I mean? so, so listen, y'all, y'all know where to reach Thanos. You know to go to Twitter. Uh, I will again put his uh, Twitter handle in the description to make it easy for you, so you can click it. I did see that question. I'm trying to work with my bro weekly or bi-weekly as we can get together. You know, we both be busy, but I'll be trying to 
pull up and chop it up with my bro because it should be real Always, and it be authentic man. all the time. So uh, I saw that question, JK, we, J Mac, we definitely, Thanos going to be back. You know what I'm saying? He fam. So we'll just see if we can come back off the back of the next GP. It just depends on our schedule, but we're going to be here again for you to chop it up and ask questions of Thanos and all that. And also don't forget, Thanos got the Twitter space. He does it after the race. It might be after practice qualifying. Go follow him on Twitter. And that way you get the notifications and you get to do the same thing you're doing here. Thanos allows people to do in his spaces. You feel me? So he yeah. has that same vibe all day. All right. So with that being said, this Wolves in. If you're not in and you're watching this right now, it's because you're not VIP and you're not in. You need to get in where you fit in and here you can fit in with family and everybody else so we can chop it up, talk real shit. We respect everybody. You just got to come with some respect to give respect is given. All right. So peace out. We're done with this one. We'll see y'all next time. Wolfpack out. Thanks for watching another episode of Wolfpack Performance. Don't forget to check out some of my other content on Formula One and motorsports topics. Like, share, subscribe, and we go live on the weekends. See you soon.